starting. We're starting off hot. A two fools agree on that one. Oh, by the way, look, we got the wide shot. (laughs) There was, there was, you had accountability. Now, what I can now, all you need is a podcast and a YouTube channel. (laughs) No, no, not even. Where, where, give me the money. Show me, show me, show me the money. Apparently, there's a fool food raid. <laughs> Shoot the J. Shoot it. <laughs> uh, live on Facebook.com slash Foolproof Entertainment Network. I need you on Twitter. I need you to, to repost the Facebook pages. To raise a human before I would trust a human to raise back <laughs> before I would trust a human to raise back. Right, I hear you. Yo, 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 what up, fools? Welcome to another edition of Do Fools Agree. As always, I'm your host, Michael Reggie, here with my main man, Clifford Jordan Jennings. Who's that guy? I don't know. Some some bum. <laughs> some bum. <laughs> and, and if anybody's listening, I would appreciate a heads up to let me know if the audio is fucked up. <laughs> but it man. does look like things are going. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> Man, every time you fuck with the sentence, I deal with it on my end as well. But it's not even us. Like, every time Streamlabs updates, something dumb happens with that shit. We good, though. I'm not willing to to accept responsibility. Wait, I only checked myself. You only checked you? Yeah, yeah, you're good. All right. Yeah, I only only listen for myself like I usually do. That sounds, that, that tracks. You know, how you doing, so, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. You know, still swimming like Dory. <laughs> Just keep swimming. Just keep. You know, it's all. That's the. That's the. That's the uh, key to life, right there. No doubt. Any big? Uh, any big Thanksgiving plans? Now I'm going to the Duke's house, of course. Right. Um, I'll probably go. Uh, my little sister, she working all day, so I I called her a little while ago. She didn't know where she's going, so I said I might drop by and bring her a plate. Nice. That's very thoughtful of so, you. Yeah, I ain't seen her in a little bit. It's been a couple months, so you know. Got to drop in on her. What better time than the holidays? True. True. As one would say. No doubt. Why, what you got going on? I Actually. This is a different, a different experience. Well, last year was the first time. So. Oh, okay. This year will be a little bit similar to last year. Like, I'll get a reg back in the afternoon, and then we'll go over to um, some of Kevin's family. Okay. Friend of the show and such. So we'll head over that way and uh, we'll do a late dinner there. But 
I'll have, let's see, Wednesday night kind of on my own and most of Thursday morning, and then we'll trade off and go from there. I was actually going to see, and this is just throwing it out there, if any of the uh, any of the Hit the Showers crew is around, we could look at doing a Wednesday night episode live from the studio. I don't know who all is in town, but and it sounded like a couple could, people were out of town. but Yeah, I could check and see on that. I figured that would be a uh, an opportune one to kind of see if we could uh, see what the the full scope of the studio could be. All right, I can check on that for sure because uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving, so that would be the holiday everybody right. has off. Right. So I figured folks would be off. Like I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. So, and some bum keeps telling me he's gonna show up and you know be here in the studio with me, and then. You know, he's he's just he's got his charcoal gray background that he's preferring to keep. So listen, I'm just saying though. I ain't mad at you. I, I got it. I just got my car back. Yeah. Not that it was gone, but it, you know, in the shop. Right. And since I haven't been driving my car, of course I didn't renew my tags. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I have it back <laughs> and I got things to do that's on the agenda <laughs> Just agreed that makes sense uh, yeah cause now it's a little too far for my birthday to to be able to slide uh, that one and this isn't COVID times anymore, so they're not giving people a right. pass anymore. Oh, you did it! You once you we operate like the government out here in these streets. <laughs> once you change something, you can't change it back. <laughs> it takes time. The, oh, is it is it not like that anymore? I oh, thought I thought it was. It was. I'm sorry, <laughs> Motherfuckers! Nobody told me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't get the I didn't get the letter in the mail. Telling me that I got that check, motherfucker, but the letter didn't come with it. So, fun fact: the uh, the license renewal or the registration renewal actually was sent with the stimulus package. Oh, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but that would have been ingenious, that. wouldn't it? That'd have been smart. <laughs> It'd have been like. It came with that's that stimulus much, check. You should have looked at all the paper in that's there. That's too much like right, but you know the motherfuckers, them devils that tell you that. Like, it was in there. Right. And you'd be like... Motherfucker. Nah, that motherfucker was light. It came with a, a, a thank you uh, draft and the check, motherfucker. It wasn't nothing about my license needing to be renewed. <laughs> oh man all right so you got any inadvertence to get us going this week yeah i do got an inadvert i got i got a couple right and all right. I, I saw you uh, well, that's good because we so it's fitting <laughs> well i went with the title because i didn't have anything better so right inadvertently foolish is the episode title and we're just gonna see where the inadvertence take us tonight <laughs> I tell you what, though, right? And I don't mean that I'd rather take us down this road early than late. But first and foremost, RIP to take off of the Migos that happened last week. I think we said someone hit the showers, but I don't think we addressed it on our show. And I meant to. But here's the thing about it, and this leads me to my first inadvert. 
there was a tribute that they read on the Breakfast Club of Offset, uh, Cardi B's ex-husband, saying, uh, basically, he wrote a tribute to, uh, like, you know, like, it wasn't like no song or nothing, just some words, and posted it, and at the end of it, he said, uh, I wish I could have one more hug one more smoke or, or like you know one more time to smoke or and uh one more performance or show and that one hit me the most right because it was like of course all those other things matter right yeah. that's sentimental to him you know what i'm saying but to me, when he said to do a show, I thought about it like that is the truth, right? Like, we don't know when our last show will be, so to speak. No, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So with that said, I guess you that, that saying comes true or it's like you got to do every one like it's your last. Not just for your fans, but for the love of doing it, who you're doing it with, all that shit means something. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You never know when the last opportunity is going to be. Man, and that's listen. why you got to cherish every single one of them. Like, and it's it's crazy that you would be sentimental because I know what you mean, what it means to you know say to smoke one more time. You know what I mean? Like that. That's more than just what it sounds. A hug. And then you put to do a show. Now, we know that doing a show is business. But for everybody that's been in the entertainment industry at any point knows that grind, that grind up with the people that you love, that makes it not work. Well, it's not just that. I think when you're talking about especially art, right? Right. Performance art. Whether that's music, whether that's, you know, acting, whatever. I mean, we could say the same thing about, like, no one knew that, you know, Chadwick's last movie was going to be Chadwick's last movie. Like, the fact that, and yeah, you can always go back and re-listen to something, but to see somebody do it live or to watch somebody in the moment, like, there's something different about that than just listening to the music. You know what I mean? And I think that that I don't mean to cut you off, but I think that that goes with movies as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I think the best cut may not ever be the cut, but what happened when you were live on set? Yeah. Well, because you get into editing and all that. And like, there are there are times when you watch something like that and you're like. You can feel it like. So, I don't know if you've seen this one yet, and probably not, because one, I'm not sure it's up your alley, but two, um, I think it's still, I don't think it's, I don't think it's streaming free yet. So, you can pay to see it, but I don't know that it's streaming free yet. Clerks 3, man. Like, if you haven't seen yeah. I like the Clerks. You talking okay. about Jay and Silent Bob? Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, Clerks, I like the Clerks. So, Clerks 3... Is, I like uh, most of Silent Bob shit. Most, like of, his most of Kevin Smith. Shit. So Kevin Smith's gonna be in town, uh, not next week, the following week. 
Oh, really? Um, yeah, he's going to be at GalaxyCon. Um, mm, that's interesting. But, anyways, like, there are a couple of, like, that, Clerks 3 is not, it's not your typical Kevin Smith movie. Really? And, like, it, it hits home a lot harder than I think I ever expected it to, like, I expected to go to, I actually got to see a, uh, they did a showing in Columbus before it went straight to VOD, basically. And I walked out of that movie feeling just, like, cathartic. Because it is, while, like, they do have some of their usual shtick and jokes and stuff, like, it ends on a very somber note. And so it just, it hits a little bit differently. And, like, yeah, everybody lives in that. But, like, because it's... It's interesting. It's a little meta in the sense that they're like they're making a movie about the movie, meaning Randall is making a movie about like the clerks inside of the movie. So he's making a movie inside of the movie, but it's basically mm, retelling okay. the story of the first two movies. Right, and right. There is some shit that goes down in between basically Clerks 2 and Clerks 3 that kind of tees up everything. And with the events that happen between the movies, it's a much more it's a much more somber flick than I would have I would have expected from a Kevin Smith movie. But mm. to that end, like there's a there is the the climax of that movie ends in very much kind of a way that we're talking here. Like somebody doesn't make it. And it's something you're not I mean, expecting. I as and much like it is the way you were describing it. It just hits you. And it's like, wow. <laughs> Because it's the mm. whole like you don't you don't appreciate somebody until they're gone. I mean that's always the case, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's another good thing about this is if a motherfucker grow up your kids and feel like they didn't know you the way they wanted to know you, run it tape. <laughs> well, and that's the interesting thing about being in like this era. Like, I can't tell you. I think there are, and I don't have them. I think there are, there are two videos out there of my dad, and I really? think one of them is like him and his dad reconnecting for the first time in I don't know twenty years or something. And nothing, like, super sentimental or anything like that. Like, they're right. both sitting there talking on the couch. But, like, right. I don't have that. I don't have I don't have the ability to go back and, you know, listen to, to my dad and that kind of stuff. And, like, our we don't have that with our, really, our parents. But our kids will have that. Like, or at least have it's more a- of the ability to do that. Like, the amount of stuff that is digitally kept, cloud, like, that's really the one thing that I want to make sure I figure out how to put in a will is like he has the basically the rights to my digital media. Mm, that's interesting, huh? But that's a problem you wouldn't have had 20 years ago. And I'm sure there are ways to like, I, I'm sure because they do. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Right. But it's they do it because like Facebook has like immemorial pages, right? Like your this next leads of into kin, my next invert, but continue. Your next of kin can basically get access to your social media accounts to kind of keep them in perpetuity. Now, that kind of plays into some other things we've talked about, like the host of like human experience and knowledge eventually making its way to the AI and all of that. But like 
it's interesting to me because those are those are opportunities that wouldn't have existed 15, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And so when you're thinking yeah. about like what are you passing on to the next generation, like, yeah, man, I want you to have these. I want you to be able to go back and download like every episode. And if you want to listen to it, listen to it. Like <laughs> who would own it if they if we didn't though? Well, that's the thing, is I'm sure it depends sure on a lot of cases, where we go down the line, but you know. And I'm sure in most cases it just basically becomes the property the digital property of the company that's hosting it. Even yeah, if it's see. claimed, I think it's still technically the property of the digital company that's hosting it. Now, they can't necessarily make money on it. Like, that gets into copyright type shit. But All right. Still, though, like, this podcast going to pop off about 10 years after we're gone. <laughs> Listen, has that ever happened? A motherfucker <laughs> run your shit back after you rock. Uh, I mean, I think Pox released more shit since he died. Well, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good, that's a good, but no, nah, I'm thinking more like. In this space? Yeah. I don't know. This is so new. This is so infantile. It is. It's in like the last, again, like 15 years. Maybe 20. Yeah, I don't know. But that does lead me to my next inadvert. I will say that. And this one is interesting, right? Because it's as we talked about how the world's changing. And I listened to a podcast, uh, and forgive me because I don't remember which. I listened to so many. (laughs) But the dude said, we're going to come to a time where we reminisce on reality. And that phrase, those words strung together, all of that blew my wig back. Because I understand exactly what they're saying because or because on another podcast, they the dude was explaining, I want to say it was the fighter and the kid, the dude was explaining that he has a friend who has two kids, one who was born in COVID and couldn't go to school and had to attend through like a computer, Virtual, through you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then another kid who was born on the ass end that got to go to school and the one that is that the one that was raised on the computer doesn't understand that going to school is the reality. They think they're supposed to be on that computer. No, I mean, so, they, I, so I get it affects that. that. So it affects their like that, you know, they lash out and they act crazy at school because it's like I thought I was supposed to be at home in the comforts of my own space on this screen. I mean, Andrew started off school virtually like his kindergarten year was COVID year. Mm. It was all virtual until we got to like, I don't know. Almost January, March. And you think about it, right? And you think about it between that, between COVID, between the ability to produce actual deep fakes now. 
Yeah. Like actual ones, like ones you can't really tell. Not unless you've got software that's built it. Exactly. Exactly. And then you got virtual reality. Like we are truly headed down a path where people won't know how to deal with each other. Well, like and, socially deal with each other. Like, I mean, we, we're already we're there. Already now, there you know in I mean? some That's cases. That's why everybody's so sensitive. But give it a couple more, like a well, couple no, more it, decades. It goes back to, and we've we've talked about different elements of this in the past, but like the digital echo chamber, and it doesn't even have to be on social media. Is the thing is that. You seek out information which aligns with your thought process, not challenges it, generally speaking, most people. And it's not even necessarily that it's a cognitive choice, but even the way you phrase something in a Google search engine is going to give you certain results versus other results. The amount of data on you as a person, as a user, is astronomical. In, I bet. In terms of like what they'll serve you up content wise. Now, what I find interesting sometimes is when it's actually almost more fascinating to me when I get like the hard edge right wing stuff show up in my feeds and my ads. Yeah, I do too sometimes. And it's That's just what I'm like, you gotta well, keep me guessing. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep them guessing. And some some of it is really not me even keeping them guessing. And sometimes I just click it to see what they're saying. (laughs) Right. Listen, that's the art of war, baby. I I talk about that all the time. That's the art of war. You got to know them to know what they moves are. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? But... Basically, what I'm getting at it kind of it kind of ties back into last week's when I was talking about the virtual reality glasses. Yeah, it's deeper than virtual reality glasses. I almost see it as a sign of delusion because the only way that works is if everyone's comfortable, and as long as there are people that are uncomfortable when they see you comfortable with that sign of comfort. It automatically builds up a, a animosity, and people are already going plumb dumb crazy. So, do you think that if you pull out something that they can notice a brand on, and you know, motherfuckers is nice on brands, yeah, that they ain't about to come press you about it? Well, I'm not gonna argue that point. However. What I think the digital world has done is it has put blinders on us from reality. So, again, kind of getting back to this disruption decade of 2020s, the physical reality versus the digital reality. And I think what is happening is the digital reality is becoming a filter for the physical reality. So people see what they want to see and what their echo chamber has trained them to see. So to your point, if one, you're not part of the, the digital, you know, the digital trend there, but, or you are outside of it, you're going to view it differently than someone who's also inside of it. And so I think from that perspective, what we end up with is 
in some ways it kind of explains your point, like you further the gap between the haves and the have-nots. It's interesting because on our text thread this week with the Hit the Showers crew, there was a little bit right. of that discussion that popped up in terms of um, now they were the podcast thread was coloring it against the black experience, and I'm gonna you know not necessarily push into that, but looking at it even Listen, from a socioeconomic I'm a perspective, you even get started that motherfucker ding so much. <laughs> I don't even pay attention to Dude. it unless I see one. Well, and that, that was the thing is usually I mute it and like I'll, Yo, get, I'll get to a half hour like in and I'll see like there's 36 messages. I will tell you, I did not go back and read all of it, but I did go back and read some of it. And that's when I dropped my, you know, piece right, in the chat. Right. Like y'all should have had this live on a podcast, not, you know, via text on a phone. <laughs> well, you should say that. I You're did. The, you, listen, I'm I'm just here to make content. I don't think like that. Yeah. I do I do sometimes, but I wouldn't I don't first of all, I'm not listen. If a text if one text is too long, I'm I'll read it. the first little <laughs> bit of it and if it catches my eye, I'll finish it. But other than that, I can't go. <laughs> can't keep so up. much going on. I can't keep up no. with that. And people be talking about investments and all kind of shit. I'll be like, nah. I can't. But have you heard a Bitcoin clip? <laughs> right. Listen, no, I can't do that. But kind of circling back to the point, yes, I do think that the the blend between the digital I think we've we've talked about those two things coming together, and that could either be well, what were you about to say, though? No, so circling back to the the point on like the haves and the haves. Oh, right, right, right. That, right, that's, that right. was that piece. But beyond that, we're getting to the point of this this convergence of the digital reality and the physical reality. And right now, digital is just like a cognitive filter, meaning what your digital mindset is is bleeding into what your view of the real world is. At right. some point, you're going to see the cross of that go even deeper with things like augmented reality, things like heads-up displays, things like being served content based on what you're looking at in the real world. And we your are not that far off Your kids from can't partake. Your children can't partake. I, I don't. You can't touch this here. Until you're old enough to understand it. And I agree with that. Like, I am very much of the camp, like... Like, my nephews love the VR, but that's fine. That's fine. You're playing a game. I don't mind that. But it's when... it's when Yeah, because VR right now is very entertainment. Right. When it starts to bleed into more Man, social... Can... When VR becomes more social and you start getting into things like... Second Life in a VR setting, or the Metaverse that Facebook is trying to build, or it's be Sims. the it's Oasis. Be Sims. Well, the, Oasis. the Metaverse didn't they just lose a whole gang of bread? I'm sure they did, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's going to stop anything at a global scale in terms of where that's going. No, nah, they. I heard a podcast that said that they already have competitors. Well, that and that's going to where Zuckerberg was with. The metaverse. And that's, but the, the flip side of that is, is that that's fine. And I think that that'll breed competition in the short term. I will be shocked if we end up in a place where there are like 
infinite possibilities of metaverses and it has it doesn't get all gobbled up by one corporation eventually that well that's the whole thing that was on the podcast they were saying that if one person controls the metaverse they control you know what i mean they they, they can push whatever they want they at can that push point. whatever agenda they that. want so at that point it becomes my space it becomes black planet it yeah. becomes all that like you pick which forum but but what happened to all those cliff they died off. Facebook came in and like, got, but Facebook but, came in and became the major dominant player in all of it. You are and everything correct, migrated but, but to Facebook. I don't think that that was because Facebook was dominant. I think that was because you came they out in the perfect mass. generation where we don't like change. Yeah. I don't want to take all of this information and put it on a whole new platform. That's why they developed the the ability to link your Twitter and Instagram to your facebook yeah because they know us but then facebook also went and bought instagram they also went and bought square they went and bought up a lot of those things right they did not buy twitter but we know what the game is the game is information sharing yeah and if we're all linked i want your shit and all that shit as well makes sense speaking of which i would like to bring back up a inadvertent thought from a while ago around the first company that makes it easy for me to log into something on my TV. <laughs> Man. Such a pain in the I ass. I was wondering the other day, why don't YouTube got their own TVs? Like, now TVs don't even have, like, like. Well, YouTube is, YouTube's Google. Google doesn't have a TV uh, because they do everything streamed from Chromecast. Like they do have an operating system, but it's all stream based from a like Chrome stick or a Chromecast. So what I'm saying is, you just gonna allow Roku to be selling all the cheap shit for a decent price and get bought up, and you can't have your own. I mean, the the flip side is is that YouTube isn't in that space; they're in the ad space, and so however people get to YouTube. Google doesn't care because they're not getting paid by downloads. They're getting paid by advertising I'm just revenue saying, you for know, more it's people buttons, watching content. But like, I picked up this remote right now. It's Voodoo, Netflix, Prime Video, Exumo. I don't even know what that is. Hulu, Heart Radio. All those are buttons that are, are on my controller currently. See, mine usually just has Prime Video, Netflix, HBO, Disney Plus. On the buttons? Yeah. See my Roku remote, the like one that goes with the TV has Netflix, Hulu. Now I've got a bunch of fire oh, TVs. Voodoo, Voodoo, and something else. Voodoo's a big one that I've never used. Right. But right. most of most of the shit in my house is Alexa, so it's all Amazon. Yeah, I don't even have a Prime Video button on my my Roku remote. Well, that makes sense because that's a direct. Well, I have one on one. That's a direct competitor, though. Like Roku versus Fire TV, like those are direct competitors. I lied. It's not. That's not even a Roku TV. That's a Insignia TV. So that's LG and them. That's uh. Yeah, you're right. But you're if right it's but if it's a Roku operating system that sits in the TV. I know what you mean. Because no, I don't even TVs are usually 
there's a few that are starting to be proprietary and you're starting to see that more and more where like kind of like TiVo, like the streaming device mm-hmm. is being phased out and they're just building it right into the TV. The same way TiVo ended up just being built into cable and those kind of things. Right, right. Okay, um, let's move on. All right, what do you got? Do we finish our thoughts on all the new, the reality and all that? I think we did, and I think we've I think hit that's that, scary, I think we've hit really that one a couple those, of times, though. Like, that's one that comes back up, and... Those, those string of words really bother me. Like, we'll re- reminisce about reality. You know what I'm saying? Because you know how well, I am personally. <laughs> I can only get with real, with what's re- with what's really going on right now. Like I don't like the Call of Duties where you got jetpacks and you can jump and run across the wall. I can't play that. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I need what's really going on. And once you have the ability to take what's really going on and change it all together. At this point, my world's up, upside down. I don't know what. what. <laughs> you know what's. You know what's funny is that I mean, this comes back to COVID, because COVID accelerated a lot of these things. Right. Like, it, <laughs> I was in a meeting earlier this week, and someone on my team used the phrase, "Do you remember that from the before time?" And she did it in jest, just to be funny, right. but. Like, it's it kind of real, true. though. Like, things were a lot different, you know, three years ago before the pandemic and before we were all stuck at home for a year because what it ha- what it forced to happen was acceleration of some of these trends. Like, they were fast-forwarded instead of slowed down, especially anything that involved the digital reality and connecting via digital and those kind of things because before yeah. that... Like, I follow now. Yes. Like, you and I, we had, I mean, even for us, like, we weren't doing Zoom. We were doing everything live in a studio, recording it, and then Even leaving. during COVID. Yeah, for the most part. But we did start going a little bit digital during COVID. And now, like, you've got an entire show that is Not really, almost, almost completely I mean, digital. yeah, I guess from what you're saying, yeah, I guess... Yeah, it became normal. It became normal. It wasn't like the, it wasn't the edge case for us anymore. And yes, to your point, yes, you and I kind of stayed together through COVID, and there was nothing right. Like unless motherfuckers felt like something was wrong, I feel like we still or we knew we were exposed to someone or whatever. Yeah, but we did start like doing some of our guests virtual, and we started, you know, like right, right, right. So those kind of things, like, it accelerated it. And for us, it meant bringing people into the equation more so than, like, focusing in on digital. But that's not the case for everyone. Right. No, I follow. Side note. I don't know why this just popped in my head. Have you seen the, uh, the, did you watch any of the TikToks that I sent through to the thread around the, the woman who does, like, the NFL updates? Oh yeah, yeah, I've she, seen her. She is hysterical. <laughs> I, think I think she's sometimes cool. she's too quick and it's just over my head and I'm like, I, I gotta rewatch that. Like, <laughs> well that's the thing, it's TikTok, so it'll auto replay for you. <laughs> Listen, you right about that. All right, where were you going next? <laughs> okay. 
So next, just to keep it on track, just to, to keep it on topic. My next thing is porn. Okay. It's been a while since we've had a good porn conversation. Right, right. <laughs> and this is going to be a deeper one. I don't know if I would say deeper. Are you upset we, that Pornhub seems to have gotten rid of their recommended for you videos? Me too. I understand. I don't know. They got rid of that? <laughs> I never knew that that was an option. <laughs> I never knew that that was an option. And I'm the kind of guy that'll what? scroll through 57 pages <laughs> to get what you want. I understand. To find exactly what I'm looking for. Yes. <laughs> I'm making an event out of it. I put a Sometimes. nice video on, and I look, and I say, click, click, and watch TV. <laughs> I'm keying this one up for later. But here's the thing, though. Like, since we're in this new reality where there's no, they're like, it's, we're, like, not social anymore, they... This was on another podcast, but they were saying that the new generation is adapting their sexual habits based off of porn. You feel what I'm saying? So my question to you, because I, I mean, know that you're was all, that's always on been, where I'm coming from. But that's always been the accusation with porn. Okay. Porn so is this is the question. Then. My question to, to you is how much have you learned from porn sexually learned it from porn yes i'd honestly say probably less than like 10 or 20 percent like of of all of right, my that, sexual right, experience right. less than 20 percent of it was generated or had the idea because of I think that that's a very fair number, and I think I'm right there with you. Because when I thought about it, I was thinking, like, kids adapting porn. Like, I've never really had sex with a girl like that. Yeah. Well, the way you view porn. Now, I have had, you know, certain situations or certain things asked of you that's like, that's porn-like. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? But... Even still, it's not like I've I haven't learned anything from porn, is what I can say. Other than maybe, maybe the 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 grabbing of the neck. Yeah, that see, all right. So and, that does and all I in in this. No, no, definitely this. And the pressure on the pelvis. Now, see, I didn't learn I definitely that. learned that from porn. I didn't learn that from porn. That was actually an article I read. So <laughs> really, no, I learned that from porn because I I was wondering why they would push right there, and I said, okay, let me figure it out. And listen, once I learned it, <laughs> but I gotta give that up to porn because I wouldn't have questioned. Until well, and I think perfect sense. I think from that perspective, I guess I should say I I personally haven't learned anything directly from it. You know, yes, have there been things that were not tried? directly, but you know, you. But but to that end, I have had partners ask for things, and I don't know where they got it from. So porn, well, possibly porn. That's I've what I'm trying asking, to say. Like, 
Twenty percent like, seems why? like a fair number, but like why? Like of course I may get a kick out of it. So is that why you're asking? Because you want to call yourself pleasing me? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could do without that. You asking that <laughs> without you asking that. I, I am amazed. I am amazed by the number. With, I'm amazed by the number that want the hand like around the throat. Like mm-hmm. I expect the hair pull and the ass mat, that's, but I'm no, amazed that's every, that's by not every not everyone. No, not everyone, but I'm amazed by the proport like the proportional numbers of it. Because it's a much it's higher percentage than I would have thing. ever. It's a natural expected. thing. You get yeah. You get. Well, I don't want to say you, of course, because, and I'm speaking in the third, because I don't know for sure. I do know for sure. But you, <laughs> a woman wants a man that they feel safe with. And what that includes is a man that they know they are. They can give up control, basically. Right. Like, and it's, it like. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it, but. Well, I mean, the way to describe it is actually it's the BDSM community and it's submissive. And more women want to feel submissive in bed than be dominant. Right. Because that goes back to natural biology. Well, that, that I think you just explained it simply. Like you simplified what yeah, I was. I think that was what you were trying. My to get scatterbrain at. thoughts. But I do think that you know. That's why pressure is a thing. You know what I mean? Like. That's why everybody talks about skinny dudes and big women, right? Because you can't apply pressure. Right. You can't let them know you're restrained or you're. You know what I mean? And I don't mean it like that but no, you know what but I mean it is, like, but it is though that's like, what that's what at the end of the day most of the women I've been with like to know that you know you have the control here you're letting me control you if I want but you have the control what what I have found <laughs> what I have found is that when you can exert that control, especially on a, we're just going to say a bigger girl, I think they appreciate it a lot more than a small one does. Because a small one, anybody can pick up and throw around. That's in Some of, of these big girls thing. being able to pick them up and throw them around, they're, they're not used to it. That's an of course thing. Absolutely. That is like my, my go-to move is like literally double leg. <laughs> like picking them up, throwing them on the bed. Because you know what? It's all for that little gasp like that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. That little surprise factor. Like, oh, someone that could do this to me. I remember the first time I ever got, she got with a girl that was a little bigger than me. She wasn't like big but she was bigger than me by far but you know women carry weight different too so i don't know what the the weight difference ratio really was but she said and i know she's not watching she (laughs) said if i jump off this porch right now and you can catch me then i'm with whatever you talking about 
And she, she jumped. Her big ass <laughs> jumped right off that porch. And of course I caught Butter. her. <laughs> and we both went to church in the morning. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> and I asked for that forgiveness. That's the first time I ever went to church with a girl. No, nah, it wasn't even nothing like that. Oh man, I would never sell my life story <laughs> ever in a million years. When I said, I don't care how much I would get paid for that shit, I wouldn't sell it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Hmm. That's a true story. That ain't even a uh, that ain't even common. <laughs> Real, real shit. We went to church in the morning. <laughs> Woke up in the morning. He made us. I don't even know if we had <laughs> sex that night. If I'm, all that's blurry. <laughs> I know it was just as blurry for her too. All that's blurry. But if I remember correctly, I don't think we did. I think it was the following. After you went to church. See, you're doing it wrong. But either way, I got it. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. These is only jokes. I got to do stand-up so a motherfucker really <laughs> believe me when I say that. After I just said, this is real. All this is true. I didn't lie, though. Not big on lying. No, because why? Right. I'm grown. Um, another thing. This is off the wall. Let's. Uh, where we at right now? Like forty-five minutes in. We're at. We got a good clip going. Okay. Um. Well, let me. Nah, another thing that's off the wall. <laughs> prolactin. What? Prolactin. Okay. Have you the ever heard word. of it? No. <laughs> Blew my wig back as well. Podcast. I think this was on the Flagrant 2 podcast. They had like a doctor on there and he explained that when you have children, prolactin develops in the man and the woman. Okay. And they think that the scientific and what it does is for the men is it gives you that dad bod. You put on weight, you yeah. You know, gain a stomach because the body is thinking now that you have a child, you're going to lose sleep, you know, hibernation, all that bullshit. So I got to put on some extra meat for you to be able to reserve from type shit. For women, it's the uh, I don't know what you call it specifically. It's not a chemical. I guess it could be a chemical, even though it's in your body. Yeah. But it's what helps you start to lactate. Okay. To to be able to breastfeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But I thought that was weird, right? Because it's like... For men, you just start developing it once you have a baby. I How wonder... do you know that that's your baby? Do you know that you're not the father? I, but I wonder if. But I wonder if all it's, these. I wonder if it's a, Go I ahead. wonder if it's more of a pheromones thing from the female. Mm. And here's here's my here's my evolutionary theory on this because I okay. look I look this up. So prolactin suppresses 
especially if prolactin is high, it suppresses, suppresses other, your sexual urge. Well, and it all suppresses that. Mm-hmm. other. It suppresses estrogen and t- testosterone. Right. This is the reason for evolutionary wise why it happens. Because if the man isn't pumped up on testosterone, he's probably not out seeking another mate at that point. And what happens is, is this comes back to physiologically the mm-hmm. seven year itch of you get to about six, seven. And a lot of marriages, relationships, et cetera, fail, even if there are kids involved, because you're coming back out of that. And if you're mismatched at that point, coming out of that, I think that's what it is from an evolutionary standpoint. It's I mean, I, I don't keep, think that that's des- a bad theory. It is but... designed to keep the man and the woman together to protect the child until the child is of an old enough age where one of them could take care of. I don't know if I agree, though. I don't think fools agree on that one. All right. <laughs> I'm making this shit just, up as I that's go. Just so. <laughs> from, that's just from, a, a, like you said, like a, like a, in my opinion, yeah. this is just me, my fool, my fool last. This is my turn. <laughs> my biological opinion is why would it be to protect the child if you're getting comfortable, right? Fair. Okay. Like no, that's a good point. We like from nature, other men would come in and kill your children just to make sure there wasn't another one that could come up and take his spot if you weren't strong enough to defend them. So if you're gonna make me fat and slow, you're actually fucking up. From biology, you're fucking up my ability to defend my children from other predators. Fair. I wonder if. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read through. But okay, I'm sorry. Keep please keep that thought. I I don't mean to do I don't mean to do you like that. No, but I think I just I think I just contradicted myself in thought, right? Because that might be exactly why you gained the weight. Not to defend, but because you're going to lose sleep for your child. You're going to need to stay up and defend for your child. So you may not eat. I need more meat on your bones so you can at least have sustenance to fight, even though you're not eating at the moment. I think that's fair. I think that makes sense. Listen. So it kind of argues it. The other thing, and around it all the way back, I always argue myself. I always <laughs> argue myself. Oh, maybe I'm special. So but the other ahead. the other thing that it does, to, in male in males, too much prolactin can also lead to dis- decreased sperm production. Yeah, I think that it, that it, ties it, back it, to it, my it, theory. I think that ties back to my theory. You can't go get another one pregnant. Why you still got one in the oven or the one that is still maturing right here? Is God a woman? <laughs> God is female. <laughs> is God a woman? Because that's that's womanly right there. Like, like that's that's check one for the women on that. Well, Old Testament God was clearly a man. <laughs> I think God is just a being. The uh, masculine and the feminine. Well, I mean, depending what you believe, God should be the embodiment of both the masculine and the feminine. It should be the embodiment of all, right? Like they say that everyone should. 
True. They say that everyone should embody their divine feminine and all that. And I learned that from Charlemagne and I looked into it and it does, it makes a lot of sense. I feel like that's one that I've seen from Maddie over the last probably year or two. That'd be, I don't know who that be, is. Uh, Maddie, my... You don't have to go into it. Exactly. But... <laughs> Formerly Matthew. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So my sibling, put it that yeah, way. Yeah, no, I'm not in. I'm in. Listen to each everybody's own. Absolutely. You know, but your divine feminine may speak stronger to you in you know. In those cases, absolutely. Right. Well, you I know? think that that would be actually that's one we should jot that one down for me, Cliff. Maybe we should have a, a talk and both do our own research on like. The divine masculine, the divine feminine, and like yeah, no, what the embodiments that. are, and those kind of things. That feels like it would be a good topic. And honestly, I don't. That is not a topic that I have read up a ton on. But that would be a good one. No, for I haven't a future either. Episode. I haven't either. I just looked into it after he said it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I like it. I like it when we both take a little bit of time to educate ourselves and then come in with, you know, whatever perspectives again that we have gotten to based on what we've researched. (laughs) My perspective is whatever makes you happy makes me happy as long as you don't involve me. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If it makes you happy, I am ecstatic for you. I just don't want no parts of it. Right. Well, I mean, personally. Yeah. But not like I can't be around you with your part. Handle your business. Do what you do. Do your thing. Yeah. I just, it's not for me. But I love you and I love that you're happy. Absolutely. And if the world was more like that, we would be better off. Last big question before we wrap it up. Well, I got two actually. Well, I had one or two that I circle back to as well. Yeah, I was about to say first was was your did you have an inadvert? So the first one I had was not necessarily an inadvert, but more of a a question. So I, you know me, I get to these inadvertent questions. Did Elon Musk like those the most? Did Elon Musk buy Twitter specifically to dismantle Twitter? (laughs) I read something today, like. People are quitting that company in droves. Everybody is aware of like the new blue check mark that you can pay, what is it, right. $8 oh, you, for you and heard get the verified. Quitting? Oh, yeah. I heard they were getting fired. Well, what I had heard was that he basically put an ultimatum. So he wasn't necessarily firing people, but he was basically putting people in a position where they would want to quit. Right, right. And so, like to your point, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. that, but at the same time, like, did he did he buy Twitter just to dismantle Twitter and take it down? I don't mean I like that. That's weird. That's weird to say that I like that because that would imply that I like the big man winning. I'm not right. saying that, but I'm saying th- you're under new leadership now. It's just like war. Yeah. You either get rid of them or kill them back in the day so now i'm gonna ask who's who's willing to rock how i rock or who is not and that's who i choose to keep i don't think that there's anything necessary i don't think there's anything with wrong that. with that and i think any company that goes through a leadership change finds that 
Right. I just think that if that now, is I the do case think... and you're, you're severing off people that's been with you for 20 years, you need a package. Oh, yeah. They need a package and a comfortable package. You yep. can't just fire motherfuckers and not give a package. And don't get me wrong. I, I haven't read into it to know what was provided. Right. But the way that the media portrays, and you know I don't rock with the media, but at the same time, if there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, yeah. Why is everybody upset? Right. Doesn't seem like you've been compensating well. And you're supposedly one of the richest men in the world if you're talking about employees or previous employees. They should still be compensated. Right. That's what I'm saying. We get to a point where it's like, I ain't going to say nothing crazy, but something crazy. <laughs> well, and I mean, the whole you can pay for the, the validation or the verification, like, on one hand, I agree with that, like, because I do think there was some gatekeeping happening there where people that should have been verified weren't. But I do think it's a mix. Like, I do think that allowing anyone to do it has led to, like, I don't want to spoof accounts or people perpetrating to be someone else. Like, I, I get wanting another ad or another revenue stream. But at the same time, like, you got to also do your homework. And that still has to mean something because it has meant something to the community for a long time. And people have grown to, like, believe the blue check mark when it pops up and now i don't know i'm not a part of that and that may be some of the reason why we're still in the position that we're in because <laughs> if you listen to the title of the show it says now nah, i need you on twitter i need you on facebook my nigga i still don't know email addresses <laughs> you think i'm about to hop on twitter facebook or anything like that I'm not. No, but Malcolm does a good job. And I'm Mal like, why the fuck are you following me? I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm but Malcolm post nothing and until Instagram allows me to post the full podcast. You're probably not gonna get nothing out of me. Yeah. No, I, that's I mean, all I I'm it. here for. Social media on is to like other people's shit and to post my shit and share our shit. No, I agree. That, that's it. I don't have a. I don't want to. I don't even want you to have my opinion. If you would like my opinion, then download the podcast. But I'm not about to just be talking crazy for I'm motherfuckers to be hopping in and taking it their own kind of way. Not hear me say it. I'm with most you, of the time. If I say it, I'm going to explain why I said it. I'm with you. I mean, I'm not on there a ton. Like the most I usually post is something a reg related or this or our shows. You know what? Which leads me to Dave Chappelle. All right. And I say that, and I don't never mean to say my guy's name like that, because he's... The voice of a generation. <laughs> man, beyond that, he's up there. He's up there. Like, I don't think that everybody else sees what I'm seeing, but he's up there. And I say that to say, first of all, there was nothing. Well, I don't know. I can't say. I'm not Jewish. Shoot the J. I'm not. Shoot the J. Shoot. 
Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! That fits so well. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. I may be Hebrew. I don't know. I got my history stole from me, so I can't tell you. But what I will say, what I will say is there was nothing offensive. Granted, who you had on that show about his monologue. So to start going up in an uproar about it is absolutely crazy to me. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And the first thing I thought when I saw that and they were trying to say Dave Chappelle is now anti-Semitic and all that. And I'm thinking like, I'm not going to tell you the first thing I'm, I, I, I thought. But the second thing I thought was why are you blaming this on people when you live in an anti-Semitic country? Okay. Black people know this country is racist. That's why we deal with the shit that goes on and that's said about us. But you live in a country that, mind you, NASA, founded by war criminals and previous Nazis, we talk about Walt Disney. Y'all motherfuckers was rocking Adidas long before Kanye had a deal. These are all things that were based or built on anti-Semitism. Yet you let those slide and try to point out individuals. And it's like, that's wild to me. I'm with you. And That's again, absolutely it's absolutely wild to me. I just don't understand it. And going after, I'm going to say celebrities, but I'm going to take it even further. Going after black celebrities is not helping the cause. Of... We're the low, we're the low man on the totem pole, right? We're the bottom of the bottom. So right now, you're you're so every everything down. everything that I'm going to say this, and it'll probably come off sideways, but. Anything a black man goes after or a black woman goes after is punching up. It's not punching down. Now, right, the, tra the trans community might be the only one that can argue with him on that. But still, like, at the end of the day, still a black man in America. Like, <laughs> there's we not... We never had no say. We don't even know who the fuck we are. And you right. think we know what anti... We, we, I still don't know... What it means exactly. I don't know what is and what it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you're going to do that, put a fucking handbook out. Right. Do some more education to help us understand. You know what it I'm saying? It does seem like we know, get up a in A lot of arms. us talk wild. And I don't yeah. mean to even say, that even sounds crazy <laughs> to say that. But let's be honest, like, we, we, we speak confident and with our chest. We mean what we say chest. most of the time. So for us to be able to do that and still not even be educated on our own, you can't expect us to be educated on, on yours. yours. We may say something that doesn't offend our own, right? but offends you. And now we're wondering why everybody's getting so sensitive. We don't even know the history of your shit like that. Right. All we know is the Holocaust happened. You know what the fuck we learned, bitch. You know what we learned in school, right? 
All we learned was that. <laughs> That's all we learned. All, all they know, all, all, all black America knows is that the N-word has been something that has been used to degrade them since the time of slaves. That's how we feel. <laughs> and it's only one word that gets y'all in trouble. Right. We can't say we can't anything say shit. <laughs> about it or it's like, ah, we got you. That's just weird to me. I'm going to just end it on that. That's weird to me. <laughs> And no, I won't end it on that. And I feel like Dave Chip. I don't think those monologues that Dave Chappelle is putting out, while each one of them has been genius in my eyes, are worth him making a mascot of himself actually doing the skits with them on the show. Yeah. No, I'm did with you, you see there. the? Did you see the I after hours I, one where he was kissing the girl at the bar and they was spraying axe in their mouth? No, I, I actually did not catch the episode. It's funny because after I, I, didn't I was even just know looking was at the happening. clips. But like, I think I'm gonna go watch it after this. However, we'll agree with you on that. And again, like, he's funny, and I, I would, I would hope that they would leverage him to like weigh in on the content of the show, but I don't think they do. I think that Only is all the SNL funny, writers. I think he, they gave him one like, for to your to your credit. I think they gave him credit of one, and he did one about. I don't. You gotta just watch it. All I don't right. want to give it away. All right, just watch it, and that one was funny as hell. Okay, I'm not gonna lie about that, and it wasn't even Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? It was just. You could tell he either wrote it or what's the uh what's my guy's name? Skinny Michael White Shad. dude. Oh um Neil uh Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan, yeah. Yeah, he's funny as fuck too. But yeah, you could tell it wasn't a Saturday night live writer. <laughs> that shit, man. I felt like damn, like you are making uh he had one where it was the. Uh, it's kind of making you feel like in his in his uh, where he's defending Michael Jackson. He made Thriller. Thriller. Right. <laughs> do, he made do the yourself. racial draft. He made Mad Do it real yourself world. before you Mad do it with these motherfuckers. World. That's gonna stop you from really doing it. And you know Netflix would pay him whatever he wants and do whatever he wants. But I understand. But if you watch, that's another thing. If go back and watch the Dave Chappelle where he was talking about uh Iceberg Slim. Okay. Go back and really watch that shit. He explains why he doesn't want to get in bed yeah. with shit like that anymore. No, I mean you're right. And we've talked I about it in the past. That's one thing that I don't think I could have ever gotten with. Yeah. I think God was right in stopping me from ever Enjoying continuing my music dreams. And I don't even think about it anymore. I got motherfuckers asking me and I'll be like I'll do it, you know, but I don't have a passion to do anything. And that's why, because I know, I know once you get into that shit, it's it's some weird shit going on. Yeah. And you know, I'm not the kind that'll just sit at the table. <laughs> if y'all are being weird, I'm flipping this table. I'm out this bitch. <laughs> Well, that's why we do this show, <laughs> to keep us entertained and nothing else. <laughs> Listen, no, nah, that's why I respect podcasting so much, right? 
wouldn't do any other form, any other for forum. Not forum, but no, I, I wouldn't do any other right forum word. or platform like this because the reason why podcast pops is because nobody has power over it. True. It's clearly up to the fans to support. Yep. Well, and the creators to create. And the creators to create. But nobody can stop you, right? Well, they they haven't done it yet. Well, right? when they you're figured when you, it out when yet. When you get big enough to make lots of money, the way they hurt you is the advertising. When it goes away, and if you've got production yeah. values and those kind of things, the flip side of it is is our entire setup across both of us, maybe twenty five hundred, three grand, maybe. And that was when shit was like new, fresh out the box, like the value. Of oh, the I know today. what you mean. Like, I know what you say. It it doesn't cost much. That's right. where like people have talked to me. Well, I've I've thought about doing it. Well, then do it. Like it's not it's not hard. It's not expensive. The grand scheme wise, like no, I follow. But it takes a lot to hop off that porch. That's why they call it that porch. Right. Right. You know, motherfuckers don't want to be seen, judged, or hurt, but got a confidence to want to do it. Hop off that porch. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I will tell you this, like, even from my perspective, I'm very appreciative of what we've done with this show because I think it has brought me back to myself and back out of my shell. Like, I think I had insulated myself a ton over the last, I'm going to call it, seven, eight years. And this show has brought... Like, my confidence back in terms of, like, stepping up and having a conversation or leading at work or, you know, hollering at a female. Well, I think... Like, I think all the, of those I think things the, have kind of added on to each other. I think the fun thing about it is exactly what it was based upon is just us being us with each other. Absolutely. And... If that turns out to be entertaining, so be it. But that goes back to what I was saying about the late grade takeoff. We're not just doing it for the people watching, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? They just so happen to be in... This is Pleasantville. We Jim Carrey. you just watching our life. And watching us for have a good time for a couple hours Friday. every Friday night. <laughs> Do us a favor. Check it all out. Like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend uh-huh. to tell a friend. <laughs> tell tell the enemy, the troll. tell the troll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got anything else? Listen. Nah, love everybody. All right. It's hard to nowadays, boy, but you still got to do it. You do. Love everybody until they give you a reason not Not to. to. Amen. All right. With all that, peace out, fools. Mm Mm-hmm.